Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. It is 4 p.m., which means you're entering hour five of our 11-hour marathon. Now, we've established on the show that I am wearing a melting Chicago Bulls shirt, and Jack is wearing a Larry David shirt. With Oh, breaking news, by the way. Yes, I'm listening. I'm not an anti-Semite. Oh, wait. I think this man's a liar. Anyways, uh, my friend Jen Tisdale is here, and she is wearing the best man on her. Donald Trump. Abraham Lincoln. Same, Abraham Lincoln. Same difference. Do you know what Donald Trump and Abraham Lincoln have in common? They're both going to start wars. They're both wrestlers. Oh, that's right. He was. <laughs> I was going to say, they're both melancholy. They both love McDonald's. One man has never been sad in his life. Guess which one? Uh, Donald Speaking Trump. Speaking of melancholy, the entire first hours... Billy Corgan. Yep. The entire first hours theme was getting all women to apologize to Billy Corgan. It's about time. For reasons unknown. As you know, I'm starting an Instagram account called Apologize to Billy Corgan. And it's uh, Corgi's Thank you. <laughs> apologizing to Billy Corgan. That would actually go really well. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I you know what the internet it. wants. They want dogs and they want smashing pumpkins. And that's it. Nothing I think else. you're right about half of that. Smashing pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Oh, How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm having a drink that is unsatisfying. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to you're, say that? Yeah, you... you it's it's mint and champagne. Like I, oh, I think gross. they like I don't know why I keep thinking people should have mint outside of toothpaste. It's a ridiculous concept. Mint juleps. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, I disagree. I think I mint juleps like are I'm delicious. Drinking cold. Mint ice cream. Yeah, mint ice cream. Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, I'm still gonna drink this because it was a thousand dollar beverage. Mint coffee at Phil's. One of my favorite oh, yeah? drinks in the city. Wow. Cold. Uh, brewed mint okay. coffee. How about this mint car? A very terrible cure album. Take that back. I won't. Cause no, t- no. What? Okay. That's what this next is, half hour is. We just figured it out. Play. No. Nope. What is the song? It's good. Is is it mint car or is it the thirteenth? The song mint car is the title. Obviously the title track and the one that was the radio hit. So that was the. So play a little bit of mint car. I love mint car. Why don't you like mint car? What about it? Because we I'm, both like the cure. Is that fair? We do love the cure. Okay, so. What about this doesn't do it for you? It felt like the Pop Mart, like, like. Play. I love Pop Mart. Yeah, I, that's my favorite. You was too. Was that where lemon? Yeah, this is so good. This is tropical vibe. This is mint. That's aptly named mint car. This is great. Do we owe, do we owe Robert Smith twenty thousand dollars? No, because we're critiquing. It's fine. We're Sounds t- like your drink. <laughs> yeah. Happy, I could. Okay, I guess that's great. I guess like I don't want to be one of those curmudgeoning people that just requires a sad Robert Smith because you shouldn't always be sad and you shouldn't want that. Stop. You don't need to apologize for wanting a sad Robert Smith. That's like saying I don't want a Big Mac at McDonald's. Like you, you sold us on this, guys. Was he wearing? Was he wearing an oversized hockey jersey when he recorded this album? Nope, he was not. And I understand. But so, do you like Love Cats? I do. Because I love love, it's the same vibe. But I feel like it's the mi- same. But I could, feel like that album was Jack, more. Jack, could you do me happy. a favor and play "Love Cats" with I Mint Car and see if we can notice yeah. the difference? No. Okay, come on. Could you just play a little "Love Cats" though? Yeah. I'll do the whole. I know it all by heart. It's my favorite Cure song. Is that your favorite Cure song? Yeah. Isn't that sad? No, it's a great Cure song. <laughs> and with the cats underneath of Mint Car. Like, like this is a good use of a piano. Here's my problem with this song. My exact same problem with Blackbird. You don't have to have a cat in the song with cat in the title. You also, don't. you hate animals. <laughs> Come on. Well, Just because this guy's an anti-Semite doesn't make me hate animals. Came here to, hey now, came hey here to bust y'all. Here also, to, if I were you, I wouldn't go with any Hey Now references. Oh, why? <laughs> Come on, Larry Sanders. <laughs> exactly. You're wearing your Larry Sanders, Larry David tribute shirt. Yeah. That's right. So, of course, I'm going to say Hey Now. I refer to his shirt as Larry Sanders for the first like 10 minutes without anyone realizing it. 
Uh, well, this is the theme to Gary show, the opening theme to Gary show. No, but we can't. We shouldn't talk about him anymore. Gary Shandling? Well, he's dead, but... Uh, um, oh, I forgot that. The gentleman from... Oh, that's right. That's what I was referencing. The gentleman from... Hey, now. Uh, Hank, who was also in Arrested Development, who was uh, also in... Yeah, um, 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 who, who was Jeffrey also, Tambor? Thank you. Oh, that's right. He did the... Thank he you. was not great. Exactly. He and I are Facebook friends. He didn't do... And it's really him. I'm not one of those weirdos who can't... Hey, now. Thank you. He wasn't... He wasn't me too, right? But he, he was, was just no, like, you're No, he mean. said something in a... He was a shithead on set. Yeah. yeah, he was not great on 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 trans catastrophe. No, catastrophe is the other What's Amazon the Jill show. Jill Soloway mo- the show. Tran the trans. It is the trans show. Transparent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you India. Whew. Thank you, Jack. So, do you like your the second Alanis Morissette record? If you're doing a thank you. Because um, I didn't. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I only. I think I only. Is that the only one you know? I only did Jack and Little Pill. Yeah. Um, obviously, because. Yeah, it's a great record. It was 1995, and that's, I think, what most women were doing. Jagged Little Pills, both album-wise and, you know, just personally at home. Just a lot of pills with yeah, rough just, edges. Yeah. When I think of pills, I think of their jagged edges. I think you're right. I think that, like, it's if it's if you if you don't earn it, then it doesn't mean this. You know, <laughs> you have to really earn it. Put an effort in to your that. pill usage. What did you do last night? I didn't, did I see? I did see you yesterday. What did you do last night? I didn't do anything because I knew I had to come here, and ev- and I know myself well enough to know that if I even have one drink, I'm not going anywhere. Well, it's important the next to day. know boundaries, so that's great. It's important. So you just had a nice evening at now home. Now you now you'll recall I saw you Wednesday night, and then I didn't see you Thursday. That's correct. And then did I drink on Wednesday? <laughs> we did. So we then had, there you are. We had some cocktails, but I'd already taken off. But then you were mad. Why don't you explain why you were mad at me? Because I skipped out on a show, and we had a moral. Oh, we had a moral disagreement. Disagreement about this. This comes up. Okay. But this also comes this from a place a- like we can't. We're not going to go back into our childhoods, obviously, because that's crazy. But I think like people's relationship with money obviously starts there. This is exactly it. This is a great 30 minutes. Welcome to Money Talk, the podcast about money. We should be talking about money. So, um, First of all, what's your bank account? Let's start there. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> 9940, figure it out. Uh, I just want to know the amount. I have a very interesting situation with money. I'm not opposed to money. Money doesn't scare me. Talking about money no longer scares me. It used to scare me for a very long time. In what way? I didn't want to talk about it because I felt ashamed. But what, why were, okay, you were not oh, scared, you were ashamed. I was ashamed. not scared. Because a scared, <laughs> we both said a scared. We're children. So you want to have some spaghetti later? No. Continue. Too carby today. I didn't do enough cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know, I do not think I'm uncommon in this way whatsoever. In my 20s, I did not want to talk about money. My wife is the only reason I t- I'm more than willing to talk about I didn't about have any now. money in my 20s, so I didn't think I had anything to talk about. Now I am more than willing to talk about money, and Megan, Megan, our coworker Megan Burns, totally into talking about money. She's these days. very good at like being thrifty, and I think thrifty people love talking about money because they're very good at cutting corners, and that's a thing to be proud of. And I get that. And I'm somewhere in the middle between thrifty and like not thrifty at all. I'm I am, a, I'm a monster, so like I pay the extra money on Hulu to yes. not have commercials, and I never watch Hulu. But I have this fear that the second I decide to not watch Hulu, something will like happen, and then I will need Hulu. Okay. So I keep Hulu allow, around, but I also have four people on my Hulu account, and I do not ask them for money. I think it's fair to ask for two fifty a month. It's from my these mother people. and Marissa and Kaylee, our coworkers. I think it's fair to ask for some. But I'm dollars. not going to ask my friends to give me two dollars a month, and my mother who raised me rather. So Chris Kelly and I have a, a mutual beneficial relationship for this. I pay the cable bill for my mother, right? I do know this. So then Chris has my cable login account, so he could stream whatever TV. So he then wants technically, to watch. you're split. He's splitting the cable for nope. your mother. Nope. Oh. He's not giving me any money because I watch the WWE Network on his account. 
Wow, I was so waiting for when you were going to bring up wrestling. That's right. So there's is there a like trade-off. a noise that Jack can like have that Jack every time? <laughs> so every time Brandon, Hold on, Brandon brings things. up wrestling. Number one, I haven't talked about wrestling that much. No, this today. How number two, number possible? two, that record scratch. No offense. That's new. That's Dolph Ziggler's new theme. That's <laughs> not a joke. Okay, why are you saying no offense, Brandon? You don't want me to talk about this. I don't care. Don't worry about it, Jack. We're good. Sorry, I apologize. Right. Okay, so. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the sharing of the accounts, but if if I'm using someone's account, I should buy them like a drink a month. I agree, and it's not that no one has said they wouldn't. Yes. I just haven't asked. I don't. I'm not surrounded by jerks who are just like, uh, I'm not going to give you that money. I just feel like eleven dollars is. I understand that, but not, the not ele- that big a deal, and I can't imagine asking people for two dollars a month. Isn't the thing that bothers? Me. Is it the fact that I keep it but don't use it? It's that thing that bothers. There me. is an app that you have that you can download. And uh-huh. I don't remember the name of it. I've seen the commercial because I pay two hundred dollars a month for cable, That's so I watch commercials. No, I'm a monster. But you download this app, and then it tells you it goes through all the the subscriptions that you have mm-hmm. and it'll be like you're not using these get rid of them yeah. and literally I'm sure all of mine would be like you're not using these but I have That's... this weird fear the same way that like and I'm not a hoarder right I, I definitely condoed myself recently Marie Kondo and it was I had no problem that's Good. not where my anxiety lives. I can't figure it out. Like, I'm af- afraid that the second I give the thing up, I will need it again. Yeah. Even though I know I'm not using it now. Is it... I'm not trying to offend. Is this an abandonment issue? I... I don't, I think it's because no one taught, I have no blueprints. I have no, like mm-hmm. when I was little, I was spoiled mm-hmm. probably because I had mm-hmm. not the best childhood. And I recommend that parents out there, if you're not being great to your kid, buy them a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's working out well for me. Just ask my Hulu account. Sure. So I think that is that I just was so spoiled and I have mm-hmm. no concept of excess and like no one taught me how to save money. I'm very bad at all those things. Yeah. Now, no one taught my wife how to save money either. But, but she also had other tools that I was exactly, not given. Exactly. Wow. We're going to have to get my mom on the line right now. We got to get. <laughs> let's not. So let's dig deeper. Has uh, everyone turned off the radio at this point? Are we bo- being boring? No, not at all. Lisa was the last guest yes. on the show. And she was talking about how she likes, she is not cheap in any way. And she won't travel based around like saving money if you go at X date versus Y date. And are you, do you agree with that or no? Cause I, I, what is fe- that when you, wait, what do you mean? Because like, like I get a lot of people are weird about travel. Travel is a very specific thing. A lot of people will pay extra to be comfortable when they travel. Yes. I'm not, I'm not that, that person. Okay. That, like I can sleep on a plane. I'm not of someone who's uncomfortable when I travel. So I don't need to be very comfortable. All right. So you and I same place in terms of the airplane. Yeah. Let's talk about the hotel. How also do you, don't care about same that stuff. page. Same page. Like, I'll never sit on a comforter no matter where I am, whether it's a $400 a night hotel, which I've obviously never been in, or a $40 a night hotel room. I'm never sitting on a comforter. As long as I strip the bed of a comforter, okay. I'm fine. So what, so that's not one of them. What about, okay, uh, hypothetically, you're going to go on a trip June 1st or June 2nd. And uh, sorry, no, let's go. It needs to be a bigger difference. It needs to be April 15th and June 1st, right? And you're going to a climate that you might enjoy Five percent more if you went June first than April fifteenth. But it's 15th. cheaper, April fifteenth. But April fifteenth is half the cost. I'm going to enjoy the trip more. So you're gonna go June first. I'm gonna go, and if it's like, and it's usually not that big of a difference. If it was like a six hundred dollar difference, yes, I'm going. So in the less enjoyable climate. And time. I think it's fair to say, uh, last hour with Lisa, she would have gone for the more enjoyable time that costs more money. And you're doing the same thing, but you seem to have a money cut off. Yeah, I'm also someone, again, I'm not, like, for example, now I only do Airbnb. So to talk about hotels is almost 
so null and void for it's me. not null and void because airbnbs are booked up sooner unless you plan ahead so the it's money true. the money thing does still play into this so this comes back also to my childhood i'm very i'm a big planner You're a big planner because okay. I, I live in fear that things aren't going to work out so in my mind i've decided that if i plan it out that means it has to happen which is obviously not the case and this gets us back to wednesday okay i thought we were gonna talk about dove ziggler but we're back to wednesday on wednesday the only reason you came out with me <laughs> Is because I mentioned this thing that I thought would be fun for you. And the only reason why I went is because I'm very frugal when it comes to certain things. And it was free. Yes. And the reason why you were thinking about going maybe is because you had a ticket to a show that you had been looking forward to for months. Yes, but that's not why I went. I went because I wanted to hang out with you. Understood. Ooh, Understood. now you knew I just gave you a compliment. No, take, I'm okay with that. In. I really dislike having a ticket to a thing and then not attending the thing. Because mm-hmm. it's sunk. It's a money oh, thing. Oh, man, me too. And I just... <laughs> I, are you being serious? Yeah, I am. Yeah. How, but what about, like, you also can't predict when you will feel that night. Like, you buy something months in advance, and, and maybe that night you're like, Mah. And I agree with you. And that's why I stopped buying anything months in advance. Mm. But mine was a separate, mine was a special occasion. Do you remember the deal with this? It was a weird lottery. It was a Mike and Doty. And I won the thing. lottery, and I had to, like, pull that trigger based on this weird lottery. It wasn't a ticket. And again, in retrospect, it was at U-Haul. Shout out to a friend of the podcast, Will Eastman. I probably could have just texted Will and gotten in. But I'm also bad at that. You and I know. Hold on. We have a job that gets us. We have a job. Free. And this goes back. <laughs> free to, things. A lot. This goes back to the job. You were supposed to interview Mike Dotry. Mike Dotry's people it, fucked up. It didn't work out. You know what they always do when that happens? They put you on the list. Yes, but I didn't. Like, I couldn't have guaranteed that. I was worried. There but, are no guarantees in life. But there when are. it comes to these things, nine out of ten times, that's what's going to happen. You yes. know I'm right. I do Jack know knows I'm right also, on this. In, I mean, it's fucked up, but because of scalping and StubHub, there's always a ticket the same day. I know. And it's usually much cheaper. Mm-hmm. However, here's what's weird about Jack our job. Right. We get free things a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm weirdly, for being a spoiled person, very bad at taking free things from people. I always mm-hmm. want to feel like I've earned my place or I'm supporting someone, even though that person probably doesn't need my support. That's great that you so feel like me, that. And you know what we did? We tried to do an interview with him to I, give him did. press to come to we the did. show. But that's like, that's that specific example. I I think in general speaking, oh. you and I, like, well, I'm very bad at taking free things from people. Well, I also don't think anything is actually free. There's always a weird trade-off. There's no, nothing's right. actually free. True. So I don't feel bad in any way whatsoever. I don't know why I feel bad. I just, I, I don't do a lot of these things anymore because I don't enjoy them anymore. Hmm. Like, I knew I was going to enjoy... A Wednesday with you so it was like it was worth doing we had a great time and then we went to DC9 and I was just telling Kaylee again our co-worker mm-hmm. that I was like like you when you and I get a little drunk when we laugh we're, a lot and we yell at each other very but, but we're not yelling at we're just like screaming and having a great time and I wouldn't want to be anyone else at the bar oh like, yeah not because we're annoying but because they're obviously never going to have that no, good we're of a annoying. time we're annoying to them we're very annoying to people Maybe. we're just screaming compliments <laughs> at each other like that's very annoying to other I'm people. I'm sorry. You're, please come to my new improv show, Aggressively Supportive. Yeah. It's at UCB every Thursday. Have you performed at UCB? I have not, but I went through the groundlings a little bit. Are you glad you did? It's very expensive and it's a bit of like a it's like a it's it's a money. It's obviously like any business there it's there for money. So, I'm not sure if it was helpful for me. I get that it's so, helpful. So I don't, I think the answer is no for you. I'm not not glad, but I don't think I'm utilizing anything I paid money to learn about it there. When you hear that people like Will Ferrell went through the groundlings and had similar experiences where it's just like, I spent a lot of money 
Does that make you feel any better? No. The thing about Will Ferrell that I think about more than anything is that Will Ferrell famously has said that he had a great life. And there's there's this idea in comedy that like your comedy, a lot of comedy should come from darkness and some sad place. And Will Ferrell famously goes on record by saying his comedy does not come from there. And I feel equal parts envy and like rage at that because that is something that I bought into myself. So yeah. when I hear the words Will Ferrell, I think about how he had a nice life and he was still a very funny person. Yeah. Which goes against everything I believe in, which is you have to suffer for your comedy. Is it fair to say that John Mulaney is one of the best five comics right now? Yes. He's and, and I would say well-rounded, obviously. Well, that's the thing. He didn't. He seems to be well-rounded, but he his first record, the one where he was wearing a hoodie. Is that the? Oh, well, it's I don't mostly that about one. his like binge drinking and alcoholism yes, and stuff but, like, like that. First record, right? So no, like, no, no, no offense. No, 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 no. I'm just wondering because he's an alcoholic. He's in recovery. Yeah, exactly. So like, do you consider him to have a good health now? Probably good and healthy. Yes. But I'm wondering, like, how does that relate to what Will Ferrell said? Because well, Will Ferrell seems saying. to have not well, any of that stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, when I hear that, I think it's 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 nice to hear for someone out there who is someone who might be thinking, oh, I can't be a comic because, like, I didn't have a shitty childhood, which is, uh, can I say shitty? It's happening. Which is, uh, like, this idea that is perpetuated in comedy. So mm-hmm. I think it's helpful for someone to look at Will Ferrell and go, oh, I can't have a normal upbringing and still have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. However, I just found out that John Mulaney was an alcoholic and it made me like him more because I previously thought he just had a nice upbringing and I resented him for that as well. But I also generally resent anyone for having a nice upbringing, which is unfair. That is unfair. It's very unfair. But I don't act on it. I just think to myself, uh. I think we all act on everything we feel. Our our biases come into play. Our Len biases. Cocaine. <laughs> Remember him? Yes. I um, I don't know. It's fine. Because I think you and I have talked about, I don't know if you want to. No, it's fine. We, you and I have talked about how we're kind of grateful for our Sure. Less than ideal childhoods at times because it has given us certain attributes that we appreciate. Sure. Yeah. At, right? Oh, for sure. You, for there's sure. good things that come out of fucking both, for God's sake. Yeah. But I, because of this is my experience, I got to put my full weight behind it. So I'm going to say, well, shit. Okay. I'm glad that I had this crappy childhood mm-hmm. because it made me a uh, uh, stronger Christina Aguilera style or whatever. And I'm drinking this mint champagne $1,000 drink to prove how strong I am. What are you doing? talk about something lighter? This is like very deep. I was just going to offer you the scotch I have back here, but it sounds like that's Oh, no, that's one of those drinks that makes me very angry. Scotch makes you angry? Any of the amber liquids? I'm with with, you on that, yeah. Well, you're drinking it, (laughs) Hold on, scotch makes you angry. Maybe don't drink Uh, it. It makes me darker than like, you know, mezcal or tequila or gin would. Knowing that, why are you drinking Thank you. it? I'm not drinking it yet. It's just here. Do you then want don't. me to... I, I'm not far from here. I could have someone bring some booze over from you that will make you... We're also by a bar. Not angry. <laughs> We're at a bar. Because you have to be here with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. have to. You you are here with me, and I don't want to make you angrier. I've just called you an anti-Semite about a half dozen times. I mean, yeah, it's true. if the shirt fits, wear it. <laughs> hey. Are you happy Bernie's running? Oh, God. You're pointing at me? Yes. <sighs> no. He's not Jen, gonna, are you happy Bernie's running? I don't, I don't know. My, here's my problem. I, 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 and I've, I've come to you for political advice because yes. you're, you're more well-read in that arena. I react. I'm a reactive human. So I, my problem with Bernie is probably a lot of people's problem with Bernie is I keep unfairly reacting to Bernie bros and that culture and I don't want that culture I don't think that culture is probably better than Trump but it certainly doesn't feel much different than Trump and I don't know if I need that culture for four years I think what you're going through is incredibly common 
and, and very yeah but what sucks is that it's not bernie sanders fault no that this well, has happened so i'm trying to see the on. bernie through the trees that's debatable i mean I, this, through the trees let's go back to the 90s yeah. which i know you like all a lot. i that's i've never left this was cobain's biggest problem one of his biggest problems it wasn't heroin it wasn't heroin <laughs> He could. Here's why it was his biggest problem because he couldn't have afforded all the heroin without the success that came with it. It's the success and the acceptance of the mainstream, and he was always having a problem with the the, the meatheads that would come to the shows, right? And thinking that In Bloom was about how cool guns are. Yes. Pot kettle black. Same here, thing obviously. with Dave Chappelle, who eventually stopped exactly. doing comedy because he was tired of he, he understood exactly. that people were just laughing at nothing. So, what is it? There is, is how do you deal with that if you're Bernie Chappelle Cobain? How is it even possible? How do you mitigate your fan base? Yeah. I don't think you can, unfortunately, especially can. with the internet. Ooh, I disagree. I think you really? can. I think you How? don't run and you... Well, that's a responsible thing, but he's yeah. not going to do it because he seems to have some ego or desire. Barack or Hussein Obama, I think, never heard of it him. really well. Like even, I just always remember, and I, I realized that 2016 didn't turn out how a lot of people wish, but... What happened? There was that rally <laughs> that he was speaking at, and there was the older gentleman that like heckled him. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was like a, maybe a few weeks There's before the election. There's been so many rallies. It was not. It was a Clinton rally. Okay. Uh, it was a Clinton oh, rally. Hillary. Oh, right. Not I, Bill. I, I, I was like, now I'm in 1996. And the older man was like, he lies. And, and, and the crowd was like booing him down. And Obama was like, stop. Just hold on. Let the guy. It's fine. Let's give the guy respect. Because why? why? So not? what you're saying is Bernie can't do it himself. Someone else has no. to come in no. and help him. No. Obama did that too in his crowd. Like he policed the crowd. So Bernie Bernie's needs to not police doing that. his people. Well, there you go. I, I, he's I, I, sorry, I shouldn't say need. Bernie might right. want to. So here's what I'm hearing is like, a, a, and I don't want to say it's a man thing, but there is like a lack of accountability that often happens. How dare you? Of course it's a sorry. man thing. What are you talking about? Hashtag all men. Um, start it now. Need an apology. All of them. From women. Literally every single one of them. All of them. Top to bottom. Unborn. Death. Anyway, so there is a certain level of accountability, mm -hmm. but but... Like, if he's not going to do it, do you think he's secretly, he's he's obviously going to ride that wave because it is in his favor if he has this weird support system. So that kind of feels gross to me. I have no idea if he's got that support system right now. I have The no, Bernie bros? Yeah. I haven't, like, I don't even know where to find so them. I think I unfriended now. them all. No, they're but, around. No, no, I understand that. But like, the Bernie bros did not win him the nomination. The Bernie bros did help change how the, the Democratic The people who process. didn't want him. Hillary Clinton won him the nomination or Donald Trump. Didn't but like there's 20 there's like the field now is so different. It will be very I, interesting to see how that matters. There's a lot. I just heard I just read something about Beto, Beto, Beto. Yeah, Beto. Beto. I don't think Doesn't I've ever matter. heard his name. And I'm like don't do that. Like it's just like this Don't is, run. You don't want to run. Like I don't need like I think we're splitting, you know, too many too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, that's what the primary season's for. It's not a bad idea. I guess. I do think the one thing that Bernie Sanders has done that I really respect and appreciate is, is his calling on Israel to be, like, the fact that he's a Jewish man mm -hmm. who's condemning Israel's actions is important. What do you like, think that guy thinks of it? Well, he... I realize I'd like to apologize because I've well, just been doing Norm well, Macdonald from whenever I'm mentioning... Right? Jackie Jack. from Palestine? Yes. Yeah, so... Palestinian the, Jack. We so all know you've him built in. a wall before. It's not new. Um. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. I am not getting involved. You're doing in this. Norm McDonald. I well, well, I just when I call him an anti-Semite, I'm like, oh, I'm just doing Norm. Am I? No, are me. We? Are we? Both? Whenever I'm like, hey, that doing, guy. You know that guy. Are we doing dirty work right now? Oh, what a great film. That is a great movie. That's a good one. All right, we should pivot over Chris to Chris Farley's should, last role. We should. Was that? Yeah. We should talk about 
last roles. Wasn't like his that. starring role. His last starring role was the film that came out the week before the fake Lewis and Clark. Remember him and Matthew yes. Perry? That was his last wait, starring that, role. Okay, wait. That wasn't. What was? Was that Canadian Bacon? It's called like Going West. Okay, because Canadian like Bacon is the one that John Candy yeah. did, but felt very yeah. similar. And that was mm-hmm. his last movie. Was that his last? So what we're learning is that large men who are near death should not be in movies about exploring anything. That's what we learned. Except, wow. Except their own personal moral inventory. I think John Candy's above board. I've heard zero bad oh, John Candy I've stories. I've never not. I mean, like again, it's a little. Like, I don't know. Do people drag people after they've died? As as as. Speaking evil? of which, are you going to watch Finding Neverland? What are you talking about? The movie? Yeah. Do you know Johnny Depp is movie? It, is it? Isn't it called Finding Neverland? <laughs> it is called. No, after. Is it after? Leaving. Leaving. What are we doing? Are we? F- oh, the Michael, the Michael Jackson, Jackson documentary. Okay. Leaving. Ne- Finding Neverland is this a musical is a good currently talk. at National Theater. This I apologize. Is, this is a great talk. <laughs> well, there's both. We could leave it. We could find it. It doesn't matter. It's still there. Leaving Neverland. We could leave Las Vegas. Are we could you, find it. Oh, that hands Listen. down best Nick Cage film. He deserves Does that it? award. Okay, we talked recently about how um, you watched Russian Doll. Yeah. And we talked about how that, and I hate smoking across the board, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. However, Russian Doll made me want to start smoking. Oh, yeah. Which I think oh, yeah. was what that, I would love to see the funding on that. Have you never that, been a smoker? Never. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Is there an award ceremony? So, but I was like watching that and I was like, well, that's a selling point yeah. for me. Like it felt like the 50s. Oh, yeah. But uh, so what I was going to say was leaving Las Vegas. I was like, oh, I definitely want to be like an alcoholic. Like That my- made you want to be an alcoholic? Well, my DNA made me want to be an sure, alcoholic, sure, sure. That's but a beyond that. But seriously, that made you want to drink alcohol. I mean, if you, that's a very special like situation where he had this money and he was ready to die and he'd accepted that that's what he wanted and he decided that was going to be his death. I hate that so much. Uh, Jack, uh, both of you, think of the movie that made you want to drink the most in a not killing yourself way. The same way Russian Doll made you want to smoke, but not smoke until you die. Leaving Las Vegas, you were, you were like, I want to do this if I know I have See, a certain disease. Nothing has made me ever really want to drink because I have a bizarre relationship with alcohol. Okay, fair, fair. However, no, the, the answer is none. The however, is I've none. often said if I had a uh, terminal illness, yes, I, I that's w- what I'm going for. I would try heroin. Uh, well, that's everyone. Yeah. That's I don't per- know if that's everyone. Or like I hit 80. I'm not really good with needles. I'm very bad with needles. I'm very it. afraid of them. I know it. you can. I'm aware. But like... Jack, is there a TV show, movie, anything? I mean, like Mad Men. being in oh, college and watching Fear and Loathing, and you're Fear like, oh, and fuck, yeah, I want to okay. take all these drugs. But again, that's like such a negative. Like in theory, you should be horrified by the drug and alcohol consumption oh, see, in Fear and Loathing because it's like grotesque and awful. Here's a funny story about that. Um, I worked for a radio station, Bragg, in the 90s, and my boss at the time, I worked on the morning show, was obsessed with Hunter S. Thompson, and we he had his phone number, and we would regularly call Hunter S. Thompson's phone number, and he leave messages on his answering machine. Was wow. it his? Was it Hunter's voice? It was Hunter's oh, voice, so and he had like number. a different one like every other week. It was kind of thrilling. That's awesome. Is that um, awesome? Or are we glorifying a man that had a kid late in life and then decided to leave the kid? I'm fuck Hunter S. Thompson. It's not him complicated. Was awesome. it didn't yeah, I don't like that. I also don't like when people like love Bukowski. Same yeah. thing. I don't like it. If you, if you kill yourself when you have a kid, you're a bad person. Yeah. Mm. I'm standing by I don't know. That. No, no, no. Now we're getting into a sensitive territory where, people, where there's a lot of things to be said about how suicide Especially is often. Especially a small child. Yeah. That's why Cobain is a bad dude. I don't know. Well, I remember he was murdered. So <laughs> as we all know, he didn't kill himself. 
He so, was murdered by the mafia. Back to Michael Jackson. Are you going to watch Leave yes. Neverland? You know okay. I'm a big fan. I do know you're a big fan. I, I think all of us give ourselves a weird pass about like problematic people sure. that we have. So like our, once again, our coworker Kaylee is a big Roman Polanski fan. Yeah. That's her pass. Jack, do you have a pass? Do I have a pass? Like a problematic person, like usually oh. like an artist whose work you still like participate that in. hasn't happened to me yet no it did about? we can't do we you like about michael this. jackson not, not the long ago Jack, michael jackson like? i kind of gave up on a long time yeah ago. i'm with you really i yeah yeah I'm good. i can't i have he's a, so I, <sighs> I have best of year playlists okay every year from 1948 to now clearly michael jackson's produced some of the best music ever he's not on the playlist anymore like i just i can't he's I not i won't listen to I it. know and there's no reason for it. it's not like i need to hold on to this it's not like there's but there's also like weird, like when I was a child, I have like lots of weird memories. I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't have a lot of. Made. I don't have a lot of good memories from my childhood, and Michael Jackson is one of them. So I've got to hold on to the few. So we talked about yeah. this on a lot of BYT radio episodes for about a month, and it seems it seems to have just completely gone away. Mater from Tool. Oh right, oh, that, yeah. that was mine. Not, yeah, that was not yours. okay. But I mean, I've been over Tool for like 15 years, so it doesn't really matter. That anymore. helps. But for the Michael Jackson thing, that point is really interesting. It's what the director said in an interview when asked about, you know, should people stop listening mm-hmm. to his music? And he made the point. He's like, look, a lot of people. Other the people last were last time they saw their mother alive and danced with her was for, you know, listening to a Michael Jackson and that's song. That's wildly specific. It is. And who's. He, his point is that the music is so big that it yeah. means so much to so many people. But I think that's a tricky take because there are a lot of communities in which R. Kelly's music is that. For I would yep. say, like, I would say for films, this makes more sense. A lot of people argue that a lot of people work on a movie. So like, should you not watch a Woody Allen movie, even though there were hundreds of people who worked on that film? Yeah, because they so don't like, get paid residuals. So who cares? So yeah, like, the answer is so yes. Like, watch, and su- watch and support that. Okay. Well, I don't think Woody Allen's getting a residual when I watch it on fucking HBO or whatever. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah, it's an airing. Yeah, he gets paid. Okay, well, I don't like Woody Allen. I, I'll go on record. I don't. Other than Annie Hall, I've been unimpressed. Shots fired. Woody, Woody Allen. Mine is Bowie. Uh, that's the problematic uh, one for me. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that is. And it, and it, what makes but you it, still you still listen? As of now, I'm still listening, but it's getting uh, more and more uh, less frequent. More and more less frequent. That's not a thing people that are... More and more less. Yeah, Jesus. Less is more. So the Bowie one that makes it not somewhat forgivable, but more muddy is all of the interviews with all the women are like, yeah, I knew what I was doing. I'm happy to have done it. That's the thing. So so in denying Bowie... Well, hold on. Here's the big big question. Okay. Is there a difference between a consenting 16-year-old and a 10-year-old that doesn't know what's going on? Yes. That's what I'm saying. And that's why the Bowie one, I'm like, I don't know. What I want to say is like, there is something to be said about like, at what point do we allow someone to have agency? And like, and and like, just because the law has decided you're an adult at 18, that doesn't mean that your brain at 16 is not also fully capable of making a decision. And I do think, and and I am someone who has done the like, you know, band guy thing. And Mm -hmm. I do think at 16, I knew enough to know, like I'm on board. I'm here for this. Not that I did anything at 16, but like, do you I don't think now if you were 16? I would love to be 16 now. <laughs> but do you think if you had the same opportunities when you were... If there was a band now that you like and you were 16 and you were like, oh, that guy or that girl, like, I really want to... And they're 30. Well, yeah. When I was 18, I was with a guy who was 36 who also worked at that radio station. Exactly. And I like, didn't think that was a problem. And and the I, technically the law wouldn't think it's a problem, but a lot of people would go, yeah. oh, that's weird. He, you were 18, well, he was it's 36. Weird. It's weird. Yes, but we didn't enter into a relationship. Whatever. I don't know. 
I don't know. That's the thing. Now that we're thinking about it from older, now that I'm 36, I cannot imagine dating an 18 year old. I know it's legal. Okay. The only argument I would make, which is probably very flimsy, is the old argument that women mature faster than men. Sure. I understand that. So I think that an older man and a younger woman could be roughly emotionally on the same page ish, not experience wise, which helps. But I think that. Oh God, I don't know. This it's is horrible. Tough. It sounds this like is, we're defending bad I don't people. know what I'm defending. Exactly. I'm, I'm probably defending my own choices and, and trying to like make those okay. But I know that I feel okay with them now. Will you watch this documentary? Yes, And listen to Michael Jackson the yeah. following Monday? I, I mean, I can't tell you. I have to watch the documentary first. Right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think that from what I've read, from what little I've read, there's some really upsetting information that's revealed and i probably hold won't. on though we talked about ryan adams a few times ryan adams shocked no one yeah, right but also yeah. how could you be shocked by anything that's revealed at this point no i'm not going to be shocked but i think there are details it's one thing to be kind of aware of something someone did and it's quite another to hear very specific details and from what i've read yeah, about I this see. i see what there you're are saying. some very specific details oh, okay. Okay. that are going to like and the line we all used for so long was like, well, you know, he was like a kid too. He was just like laying around with kids. Oh, uh, and no, but, but to also, be a kid. everyone then, also talks a lot about his fucked up childhood. And I'm, I'm the first person to say, you, when you have a messed up childhood, you do some messed up things. But I think a lot of people gave him a little bit of leeway mm-hmm. because of his childhood. Which R. Kelly was also the less kid. And, you exactly. Know. Which is not to say you are okay with what they did, but I think you approach what they did with a certain level of sympathy, which sounds difficult, but I don't think it's difficult. It's to- very difficult. These are all bad men. We should burn all of them. No, you just, you look at it and go, this is really unfortunate. He probably wouldn't have turned out to be this person had course, this shit course, not happened to him. It's real layered. Here, look, I will tell you something, not to talk about true crime, but that's what I mostly <laughs> Oh do. yeah, Jen is the head of the True Crime Fest. Death Becomes Yay. Us will be in New York, March 20 Come, come, come. So I watched the conversations with the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Um, and I found myself feeling very sympathetic towards Ted Bundy because I also have a mental illness. And even though what he did was horrific and terrible, I had to wonder what happened to him and like how he had no help. Sure. And like what was, and again, and there's I, a wonderful man that's going to be coming to this festival. His name is John Douglas. And John Douglas wrote about that same idea. He sure did. And it pretty much sums it up with, uh, I don't care. I know. Lots of people however, have bad things happen. However, I don't care. I would argue that John Douglas, once again, what I'm saying was my empathy exists in having a mental illness yes. and I did not do what he did. Yes. But I get this idea of feeling completely not in control of your reactions sure. and the way that your brain works. Yes. And again, I have not murdered anybody yet. I don't know what time is it, but like I get this idea. I really wish it was 420, but oh, it's yeah. 435. That's dumb. We're so close. I should stay another half hour. We can't. We're doing a phone call. Okay, cool. Jen, I want to thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. Uh, people could find out for the festival, deathbecomesus.com. Or yes. is it deathbecomesusnyc? Deathbecomesus.com. Deathbecomesus.com, March 20th through 24th in New York City. Back in D.C. in November. We're going to go to a few minutes of Daniel Knox's 28 Minutes for Brandon Weatherman.
Tony, how are you? Hey, Brandon. Where are you? I'm in Chicago. Why in are Bolingbroke. you? Why are you in Bolingbroke? It's where mom lives. That is a place where mothers live. Yes, absolutely. Why Bolingbroke? Do you know why? It's way the hell out of here. This is where she can get a nice house. The house is great, actually. Oh, I believe you. I'm sure it's spacious. It's very spacious. It's nice compared to our house. So cool. Tony, you are one of the few people I know that have actually started listening to better music once you had a kid. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Why? Why didn't you just give up? You know, in a lot of ways, I've kind of had my, my musical awakening only in the last few years, I think. How so? Um... I found a great show and series called Dark Wave, okay. which is on every Sunday, and realized that the music that I actually liked my whole life without knowing it was, was goth and dark wave. And that's very odd because the only thing you really listened to when we were in college together was like A Tribe Called Quest and other backpack hip hop. Yeah, absolutely. I Th- still do sometimes. That's very a- different. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that stuff tends to be... Um, I don't know. It feels like it's it feels like it's dying out a little bit, um, but I uh, I've gotten really into and you know Nine Inch Nails and those kinds of bands were always kind of Depeche Mode. They were always kind of offshoots of this of this music, and which I never really realized until until very recently. So, uh, Jack, feel free to chime in here. I don't know if he could actually chime in because he's the engineer and there's a phone call and I don't understand I can, how this yeah, works. Okay, that's great. Works. Uh, Jack and Tony, you two would get along. Uh, Tony and I ranked every single Nine Inch Nails song for British Junk Things wow. a handful of years Every ago. song. No, 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 well, not, well, there's some caveats Okay, here. okay. Every Nine Inch Nails song that was officially released, period. We did not rank every song from Ghosts, because that's just too much. Yeah, that's too much. We did not rank every single uh, soundtrack song featuring Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, because those technically aren't Nine Inch Nails songs. Right. But... We did include the ones that we thought were monumental enough to warrant qualification. So there's like a handful of social network songs in there. Okay, fair. Yeah, that's right. And the Quake soundtrack. And the Quake soundtrack has its own little entry. So we need to update this with the the three new EPs, which is not the Beta Band's three EPs, but a different set of three EPs. And we're going to do that. But the thing that I found interesting about this thought experiment is since then, the entire Me Too movement has started and continued the fact that Trent Reznor has not really been a part of it is sort of surprising to me. Yeah. Really? I'm not not I'm like happily surprised. Like I thought like he would have easily been just based on like the stories you heard about the Nine Nails and Marilyn Manson tour and definitely more from the from the and the, I'm sorry, say that again, Tony? And, and Tool. There we go. Yep. So this came up in the last half hour with Jen Tisdale. Do you have one artist, a filmmaker, television show producer, uh, musician, etc., that as of now, you know you're on the wrong side of history for enjoying their work. Well, mm, that's a really good question. I do. I mean, there's, I feel like there's, I almost feel like there's one that pops up like every few weeks or so, which is kind of awful, but maybe also not surprising. I think I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop to be on the wrong side of history with, with liking Tool. Oh, Tool's already dropped. Yeah, well, I mean. What do you mean? A major, you know, there hasn't been any, <laughs> no one's really picked it up, interestingly enough. I believe it. I believe what I read. I believe it, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there we go. Yeah. 
So which sucks because I had secretly been kind of waiting for even as a 33 year old man waiting for a new Tool album with some level of anticipation, and now I kind of me too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Although you can kind of separate it, like it's just as far as we know, it's just Maynard James Keenan, not Adam Jones. But that's you know. like saying, "Come on, man." He's also the least important part of the band, in my opinion. But I mean, yeah. Okay, so you're saying you both of you would listen to happily listen to a three piece Tool album? Hell yeah. No, you I would wouldn't. listen to I would listen to Adam Jones as a solo act. Absolutely. You two are liars. No, <laughs> you are a lying group of men. Well, you know the way they make the music is the 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 three piece band makes the album entirely independently, and then they like present it to Maynard, who like meditates with it and writes his lyrics and floats his yep. l- lyrics on top. Yeah, that's so, what makes it good. Well, the album. No, I don't think so. It's food without hey, Brandon, seasoning. You're, you're right. I would really get along with Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so. The Nine Nails thing, to me, is another great example of... I actually think I, I, that Nine Inch Nails now, in 2019, 2018, is better than they were when most people think that they were at their peak, which is the downward spiral. I think that Agreed. the live show that we all saw this most recent tour cycle... Jack went to the best night in D.C. You did not see the perfect drug when you saw him in Red Rocks. Is that correct? One day later. I saw it one day later. And I saw it one day before. I went to both shows. Now, how was how, which night was better for you, Jack? I liked the first night better, slightly. Why? I like some of the weirder experimental stuff, and they did that one extended. I forget the track. It was like an eight-minute song. It was full of noise, and mm-hmm. most people hated it, but I really dug that. I liked the sound design. I don't know. That was cool. It was a weirder set. Now, Tony, had you seen them prior to 2018? Uh, yes, this was my third time seeing Nine Inch Nails. What I were the other times? Them. I saw them in St. Paul during the Hesitation March tour. And at Lollapalooza, um, it was either 2008 or 2009. I think it was 08. So you saw the you saw the Long Wave Goodbye tour, Nine Inch Nails stop, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty good tour. Hesitation marks I thought was fantastic. Best lighting design to date. No, that's a lie. I saw you two in 2018. That's the best lighting design I've ever seen. But this was the second best. And Beyonce has stolen every single good thing from her set in terms of lighting design from those two acts. I am not saying that Nine Inch Nails or U2 could do what she's doing with bleachers. I'm not crazy. I'm just saying everyone's stealing from everyone. Will you give Kanye West a pass? What has he done? Everything in the last year that Kanye West has done. Well, what has he done? Well, because really, it's just. I mean, right, but that's not the same as like. Two things. Fucking R. Kelly or Maynard or. Of course. Actually, no. Here's why I think Kanye is more dangerous than Maynard and definitely not as bad as R. Kelly. Because Kanye is now an anti-vaxxer, and that's scary. And he's saying that his mental illness is makes him, that's his superpower, not something that's normal and, and I'm going to live with and thrive with. Does this make sense? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay, so he's preaching anti-medication and you know, anti-vaxxing. A lot of rappers are anti-vaxxers, too, like Nas. And well, Nas is easy to not like because of the whole Khalees right, thing. Right, 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 right. So like, that's already been off the table. But Kanye was my biggest guy for the last 12 years since the college dropout probably no that's a lie since since graduation he was my favorite artist Mm -hmm. but since yay i can't it's hard and he was my favorite too and i feel the same after yay and all the maga stuff and then you'll see a little clip of him like with a huge gospel choir yeah and it's like shit this is good i like this so tony will you give kanye a pass no, but that's not terribly difficult for me. I'm not. Uh, I've never been as big of a Yee fan as, as as you have been. I've appreciated what he's done musically, but I've never. It's never really been 
in my wheelhouse, to be honest. Um, what, who, I, I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, have you guys heard of a website called, it's either a website or a Tumblr or something, it's your favorite is problematic. Have you heard about this? I've heard of this, yes. Yeah, and um, I was dismayed to find recently a, a pretty pretty compelling entries on there about uh, Donald Glover because he has been um, he's been one of my recent favorites. And, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, some things he said on Twitter, very misogynistic stuff, and he hasn't really made. On one hand, it's old stuff and obscure, and I had never heard about it. On the other hand, you, you know, hasn't really made many efforts to acknowledge or own up to it. Now, were these but, um, tweets or were these things he said in public? Uh, I think some of his tweets, some of his lyrics from some of his older Travis Gambino stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't the stand-up stuff? No, I okay. don't think so. That's not fun? That's not fun. But, you know, anyway, I... Uh, Kanye, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give him a pass. Anti-vaxxing is hard. That's a hard stop for me. Okay, um, so that's that's what I wanted to talk about. You are a father of two. Has that changed your... Besides discovering Dark Wave, has that changed your listening happens? Will you not put on records that you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that this was sexist, homophobic, or racist until now? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think harder about it, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm recently having that debate within myself about Michael Jackson. Okay, great. Um, we just talked about this. Are you planning on watching Leaving Neverland? Uh, from what I've heard about it, it sounds like I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit through it. I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, from what I've heard about it, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to sit through it, but I certainly plan on trying. Sit through it because it's so tough emotionally or because you're just busy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no. I, I, if, if, I, if I want to watch something bad enough, I'm always going to find time. But I've heard that it's very, very tough emotionally. and If it's you know. too tough to watch emotionally... Isn't it just easier to never listen to the music again? Uh, yeah, I'm already kind of there. Okay. I heard, my, I heard Michael Jackson at a um, at an event recently, and the only thing I could think of was how could they play this? And then that's easy to answer, right? I mean, yeah. these are like, you know, Thriller is an iconic song. It's a part of history. It's why would you not ever not be able to listen to it? But um, I'm already to the point now, even having not even seen the documentary, just heard about what people have said about it, uh, leaving the theater and. Yeah, the 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 estate of Michael Jackson coming out so hard and trying to sue them and everything, and I'm already kind of there. I can't, I can't, I cannot hear Michael Jackson music without without thinking about this. Now, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but you are a lawyer, and you know why people sue people probably more than Jack or I. Mm-hmm. When you hear of a Michael Jackson situation like this, or the estate is suing, do you think like, oh, they should sue because they weren't consulted, or do you instantly think? Uh, something based on your law degree, like, oh, that's a sign. I think about them suing the documentary filmmakers in the same way that I think about President Trump threatening to sue news outlets that say bad things about him. So it's like a silencing technique. It's sort of a silencing technique, and maybe they don't fully understand the law surrounding libel slash defamation. Mm -hmm. And I immediately go into the mechanics of it and think, well, what on earth would they be suing them for? I guess I need to see the, the documentary, but... Also, kind of knowing in the back of my head, I don't think there's a real meritorious lawsuit behind that. Uh, can I ask you a slightly related question? Kind of. Sure. Uh, Jack, remember the the teen that was on the wearing the MAGA hat on the mall, and there was the stare down yeah, and the yeah. smirk uh, with the Native American man. Uh, yep. 
And now that teen's family or that teen is suing the Washington mm-hmm. Post for something like 15 or million or 150 million dollars, yeah. something like that. From a lawyer's perspective, does that have any merit? That is a tough one. Okay. That is. That's so it seems that's, just that's, based that's, on your side, I don't want to get you in trouble here. Just based on your side, it seems like there's more merit in that lawsuit than the Michael Jackson lawsuit. Maybe. Okay. That's not it. knowing, not, not, you know, mm-hmm. not knowing anything, just whatever about that and seeing some of the missteps that I think admittedly happened mm-hmm. in reporting that story, which are all very unfortunate. I, I, there, there might be. I now, mean, ultimately, I think. I should make it clear that Tony was my editor when we were at the college newspaper together, and uh, I'm still working in the media, and Tony is a very uh, successful lawyer. So the moral of the story is don't work in the media. <laughs> I'm not an entertainment lawyer. That's why you're successful. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it, and, you know, to be clear, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I'm not a libel defamation person. Of course, I kinda, of course. But... You know that story. Uh, that's tough. The way that the way that that kind of unraveled a little bit. Um, not sure if there's a actual lawsuit behind it. I think all libel defamation lawsuits necessarily have sort of a self protection kind of a silencing component to it. Yeah, and has, has it ever been good? Has has a lawsuit like that ever been for the good of the land? <laughs> certainly not that I can think of. That's and, not know, good. You go all the way back to the uh, New York Times lawsuits and the movie, you know, they were, you see the movie The Post, where they kind of go into the Sullivan versus New York Times, our famous historical uh, firsthand account of that. So, but, you know, I can't think of one where the result was, boy, I'm really, it's really good that yeah. uh, whoever whoever was reporting that fact was, that's... was, was held to task. Oh, that's... Maybe if someone, maybe if someone sued, uh, Alex Jones or somebody, maybe that would be... Now, I know that you weren't listening, but the first hour of our show was entirely about how every woman's responsibility now is to apologize to Billy Corgan for crimes that we don't even know about. <laughs> and I know that you know that I know that Billy Corgan and Trent Reznor have some uh, collaborations together, one of which is the Lost Highway soundtrack featuring one of the greatest Smashing Pumpkins B-sides of all time. What are your thoughts on the Smashing Pumpkins? Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins generally? You yes. Know, Everything comes full circle, right? Because yep. now we're now we now we can get back to Maynard James Keenan in a perfect circle. Which, there we go. Uh, so you know the Smashing Pumpkins fingerprints are all over history, and for that I will always be forever grateful. Favorite current Nine Inch Nails song? Go. Mm, she's gone away. Really? Is it yeah. just because of the Twin Peaks connotation? I think it was good beyond that but i think that that song came out what six months or a year before the tv show is that correct yeah they were one ep behind i think were you listening to it just as much as you did after the tv show um i was listening to the ep but i focused a little bit more on that song after i saw that episode of course so that's why i don't think it's that good it's a great song don't get me wrong but it's not their best it's my favorite well, and also, and second, I guess I would say second place. I've been listening to the um, to the soundtrack to uh, Ken Burns' Vietnam War quite a lot. Have you seen the uh, Boston bombing film that they scored just because they scored it? No, and I also haven't seen Black Box. Same. Okay, we're on the same page then. Will you let your children listen to Nine Inch Nails? Absolutely. Okay. Is there any artist that you love that you just think like it's too much for them right now? Hmm. I haven't quite given that a whole lot of thought. I've let 
so my my old my older one has listened to a lot of music. He's three and a half. Mm-hmm. He's listened to. He's had to have been subject to a lot of things I put on in the car, like movie podcasts and whatnot. But he's uh, he's listened to a lot of Pixies. He's listened to a lot of Nine Inch Nails already. Pixies seems like a perfect band for children. Sure. Yeah, he loves it. There's, he's listened to a lot of They Might Be Giants. That's that's his current favorite thing. Do, do you play the They Might Be Giants kids songs or the regular songs? The regular songs. He thinks they're hilarious. Nice. So you're raising a real nerd over there. Yep. Oh yeah. That's I'm good. Excited. Tony, I want to thank you for your time. And here's what's even greater about Tony. Nothing to plug. Nope. Nothing. Just, just a guy that likes Nine Inch Nails and his kids, and he's going to play some, some She's Gone Away, a song about how a father did horrible things to his daughter, and then that daughter was left for dead in a train car and then was later wrapped in plastic and then tried to be saved via a Superman complex by a man who could not go back in time. Hey, it's all in the subtext. I'll tell him about that when he's on. Thank you, Tony. What we're going to do uh, for this end of the hour is we're going to play a song that is not Nine Inch Nails related, but whenever I think of Nine Inch Nails, I get afraid. So we're going to play Daniel Knox's Be Afraid. It's live from the Hungry Brain from July 13th, 2017, and that will end this hour. The man behind the door Oh, the three-legged Be afraid of the male when it arrives, or the victim who survives. Be afraid, be afraid when you don't know what to do. Be afraid. Because I'm afraid of you Be afraid Of the invisible phone Be afraid When they Oh! 
Be afraid, be afraid When you don't know what to do Be afraid, be afraid Because I'm afraid of you Thanks. Thank you. And every time you touch my face, the empty feelings float away. Before I'd like to know I wanna stay I wanna stay And all the times I looked at me And all the things I'd never be That's all I need It's what I'll be That's all I need Took my mirror toward the better light Collect some flowers for a friend of mine And all the things I want to share And all the times I cut my hair you didn't care, you weren't there, you didn't ask me there And all my feelings are so sad, it was the best I ever had You were the best friend I ever had, you were the best Sweep my ceiling for a brighter shine Collect some candles for a friend of mine
shark has died and left the light The battery to own the night With you The night With you The night With you The night With you I am thankful for the air I breathe